Thursday morning, a cup of coffee is Danny. Welcome back to Five More Minutes, a China skateboarding podcast in English. Yes. Okay, this is our episode two. In last episode, our first episode, we mentioned this time we're gonna talk about a China Olympic skateboarding team. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh, interesting the, topic. Yeah, because. Danny is the man who used to be working for them for how many years?、Uh, almost five. Almost five. five. Okay. Yep. Everyone, including me, very interested about it because it's a little bit like a how to say mystery. <laughs> yeah, the information is not that open, right? Well, true. It's It, hard to get to know. Or what it works, and where are they from, and what is the way they are training? I have so many questions sure, right now. Sure, sure, sure.、Oh. Yeah, we can, we can uh, uh, absolutely get into all of that. Yeah, we try to keep it as a mystery, as mysterious as possible, on purpose,、mm-hmm. just so we can build up the hype. <laughs> That's、okay. on purpose. That's part of the plan. So where should we start?、Uh, how about we start from?、Uh, how did you get that job? Which year was that? Good question.、Uh, so that was the end of 2017,、mm-hmm. towards the end of the year.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was、uh, Vans Park Series. Oh the yeah, one, the one in Shanghai. That's a big one. That was a big one. Yeah, very very fun one.、Uh, before COVID, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> pre COVID. So what happened was. Uh, after the contest, everybody had you know was meeting together. So this big social event.、Uh, Tony Hawk, I think, did the live broadcasting and everything. Tim O'Connor. So after the event,、uh, there was a lot of talks. Oh, you know, people from the sports bureau, or、uh, you know, somehow are interested in it, and they you know they would like to meet some people. Which of course, you know, Tony Hawk's in town, so everybody's like, oh, let's get a picture with Tony Hawk.、Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was with the、uh, the border. Uh, guys run all the uh, uh, vans events and some of、yep. the other ones, Red Bull、uh, events. <clears throat> Ryan, right, right, right.、Uh, Ryan Clemens and Scotty, Tim、mm-hmm. O'Connor.、Uh, so tight group. Vern. I ended up at the same table as them,、uh, and I met、uh, Thomas there from、uh, Crown Board. Oh, yeah. He he、uh, he came up, and so everybody's talking, having a good time. And so he's looking for people to help set up the program,、um, <clears throat> the skate program,、uh, which was really、uh, at its infancy by then.、Uh, at that time, nobody was really、uh, sure how what the next steps were. You know, there wasn't like a uniform structure. Like the sports bureau said, do this, 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 or you know. So it's still a private company、mm-hmm. um, that runs the skate program.、Uh, <clears throat> they work with. Uh, some of the、uh, sports bureaus. So,、uh, anyways,、uh, back to the point. So it wasn't a super uniform structure, like step one, step two, stage. You know,、uh, this kind of thing.、Uh, so it was very, very natural, very、uh, fluent. He he says、uh, so. He's interested. You know, meeting people that are behind this and how you know we can work together. He asked me if I was interested in you know applying for a job at his company to、mm. to, to help with this program, of course, because it's it's skateboarding.、Mm. Um, that was my initial thought.、Uh, obviously, awesome, awesome, awesome. But obviously, I wanted to know more about it. <clears throat>、uh, so we we continued chatting a little bit more. I got to know more about the program and what was expected, you know, from this role. Everything sounded good, 
and we uh, we got off and everything direction wise was what I thought it was going to be more or less. So it wasn't like, okay, you know, hire coaches, make them do a, a million kickflips a day, you mm. know, something like that. Like really um, just uh, kind of just like, uh, like how you would train or how you think you would train for like Kung Fu or something. You know what I mean? Mm. So, it was, so it was still flexible um, from uh, a, a perspective of how you would think it would be done. Actually, the park, the VPS final park, is a one-time use park, right? They fly the California skate park workers living in Shanghai for ten days to build the park. After the contest, they destroyed it. But I heard Mr. Thomas bought it and brought them back to Nanjing. Is that true? That, they did buy a piece of it. Yes. Okay. Okay. That it. I mean, there's no technology in it. It's just concrete and. You know the wood structure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, like I said, it wasn't for the purpose of um, of trying to reverse engineer it or anything. Mm. There's not much to reverse engineer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So after they brought that back, did they use it or? I I think it was more for uh, like reference. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you, you can't right. really use something like that. <laughs> okay. So the year 2017. Is the beginning of China national team? Yeah, well, that was when they bought that. That was before um, I uh, went to the company. Okay, so I don't. I I know about that, and it did mm-hmm. happen, but I don't know the reasoning. Okay, behind it. Crownboard, the company, uh, runs the national team. Oh, so the, there's a, there's a difference between the national team and the Olympic team. Mm. Uh, the national team, there's many um, cities or oh. provinces that can also use the national team label because they are technically training mm. uh, to be the national team uh, or that's the goal. Okay. And if they, uh, but overall they would train together uh, sometimes separate. I'm not sure if that makes complete sense. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll start from the kind of beginning. So if you if, like USA skateboarding, uh, you would have um, everybody that's kind of that, that's separate uh, they they would come together for contests if they can attend it. Yeah. So you can train separately. Uh, so for China, they would train as a team, mm, most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are obviously exceptions. So you don't have to train uh, with the national team. <clears throat> However, uh, you would uh, come together for obviously photo ops and, you know, uh, go to contests and things like that. Um, again, uh, you can absolutely do your own thing mm-hmm. uh, and then just join you uh, join them at the contest if you want to train by yourself and things like that. You don't have to live or, you know, uh, those rules. So as long as you can get past the... Uh, All right. Now you got the job. You moved to Nanjing from Shanghai and living there. Yeah, yeah. Moved from Shanghai to Nanjing. And actually the first day I got hired was pretty crazy. So we, I was directly on a flight. I didn't move. I didn't even actually go to Nanjing. I just went from Shanghai directly to San Diego. Wow. So like the day I signed the contract, I flew to San Diego. What is the job for that trip? That I actually was not very clear. I just landed and then I, uh, got, uh, instructions. But like I said, there was about a month gap before I got the job. Um, and I was deciding, it's a big step. Obviously, I wanted to do it, but making sure that it was the, the right kind of program to get committed to for four or five years. Uh, so you have to make sure it's correct. 
technically like the big picture we got, but when we actually got there, what to do, uh, I, I figured we could figure it out, you know, because it's, it's my hometown. Um, there's a lot of resources there, but they were basically put, they were there just to train, uh, at CATF. And so, um, I was there just to kind of get used to the program. They've already been there for a week or two. Mm. Uh, and then to communicate with the coaches, uh, make sure you know, the progress reports, daily reports or whatever, everything is on time. Uh, so yeah, there's, and you know, it's actually pretty funny because a lot of the Chinese, uh, the, the athletes that, that were out there, it's their first time going international. Um, so there's a language, food, you know, culture difference. And then you also have, um, you know, well, they didn't have much of a skateboarding background either. Yeah. So all this is very, very new to them. At least for me, it was, well, I got, 90% of it covered. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's uh, bring it back a little bit. Uh, as I know, when you get a job, the team was set up already. But uh, where are they from? Yeah, good question. It, yeah, it's not like uh, the Western world, you know, from street, first the sponsor skate shop. No, first the sponsor by mom, and then skate shop. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe some boards, maybe some shoes. Right. This is actually a kind of a, it's a great question. It's a bit of a tricky one because it, it changes. There's mm -hmm. no standard format again. Um, it's not like, okay, we, you know, they're, they're good at this. So automatically it'll transfer over. In fact, I've seen some kids with uh, like karate or Kung Fu background, martial arts background, and their balance is, you know, impeccable or some from acrobatics uh, and they can do the, you know, the balance mm -hmm. so well. Uh, with pops on their head and stuff, but mm -hmm. they, it, it didn't quite transfer over to skateboarding. And so we, that was not set in stone, those rules. So we actually filtered through a lot and we went to different types of schools. So you have kids from different backgrounds from all the way from uh, running mm. to uh, soccer, mm -hmm. uh, Kung Fu, obviously acrobatics. Mm. It's like a talent pool for national team, right. all kinds of sports, right? right? All kinds of sports. And because we really don't know which sports would transfer through. I mean, there was some pattern. Obviously, you see a lot of skaters that like MMA uh, because of the physical and uh, the pain endurance. Uh, also, you see a lot that play soccer, maybe good footwork and stuff like that. So um, we tried to get uh different different i don't want to say different samples but different uh kids and see if they progress but you must be have a like a standard we we figured out more as we went along but for uh -huh. the first first part of it not really okay um so it was it was mostly uh i don't want to say trial and error mm. so a lot of the kids we would just give them a board not too much instructions oh, so first the reaction okay right, you reaction. <laughs> yeah, some kids you'll you you will just see they're just they fall once and they're like, I am, I do not want to do this ever again. Uh, and there's some kids that you look and they're like, I, I want to figure this thing out. Mm. So I want to get better or I want to, I can beat this. So they have that fire. Uh, and that's one of the main things that we're looking for, that they have that determination and they, you know, they, they fall and they're like, Hey, this is still fun. I, I think skateboarding attracts a, uh, a, a different breed of, of people. So um, again, you will have uh, kids that like it and kids that absolutely just go, this is too scary for me. I don't want to do it. So you have to be a little bit crazy, mm -hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. It, it takes a lot to go, I want to jump down this thing and not just because repetitive 
uh, you know, exercise that my muscle memory is used to this. So it takes a little bit of something in your brain that goes, okay, I want to jump down this 15 stair and I don't make it and I'm hurt. And I keep thinking how I'm going to accomplish it or conquer it next time. Most people don't do that. You know, mm. they get that physical pain and that is a deterrent. I, I don't want to do this anymore. So like firefighters or cops, you know, I, I think it's, uh, uh, you know, there's a burning building. People are like, I want to run into that. Yeah. You know, it's not the salary. They're just like, I, I, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. That reminded me of the movie Free Solo. Mm. Alex, in the movie, he said he didn't feel fear at all when he was on the rock. He's pretty enjoyed that instead, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I absolutely. I I think coming, you know, from a skateboarding background, when you when you jump down stuff, you you don't feel scared. Uh, when you're doing it, you enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. like how do I get it? How do I land it? And you know, you'll hear all sorts of skaters say, "Hey, you know, like a controlled fall." You know, you, you kick your board away, you kind of roll out of it. You're like, "Hey, a, a good bail." You're like, "That feels good." Mm-hmm. You know, to be on the ground, and you know, you you, you physically you know, conquer it and you have so much control. I think that's where the joy comes from. Okay, so that's for the beginning. You also mentioned later you have a standard kind of like a standard. What are those? So we we noticed uh, obviously kids with uh, good balance um, and that determination uh, and well, that strive, they will succeed a lot more. Um, than some of the kids that are just not into it. So I also want to clear up one m- misconception here. Is a lot of people might think, well, they, d- they don't want to skate. You know, they're just forced to skate. Uh, th- that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, because for one, if you think about it logically, that would make it a very inefficient program. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have f- 500 kids, 100 kids that don't want to skate, and you're making them all skate. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, teenagers are already tough enough to deal with. So... When you have that, there's no way. So kids, there's a lot of kids that came through the program that really liked the program, but they just weren't fit for it. Um, and, you know, we had to cut them and they really wanted it. You know, mm-hmm. we tell them this, we go, hey, keep skating, keep the board, keep the helmet. Uh, everything's free. You just keep skating. And if you get, you know, better, you always have our contacts come back, mm-hmm. you know, but unfortunately you're just not fit for it right now. Okay. <clears throat> So we always keep that door open and you have some kids that are naturally talented and we uh, say, Hey, you guys can, you know, you, you can really progress at this and they might miss their friends at school at their old school or they say, Hey, this is not for me. And obviously we don't keep them there because that's just, you know, that's just inefficient first of all. And second of all, that's just not what the program's about. Um, so we do try to find that balance kids that want it, and obviously they, you know, as teenagers, something that they do every day, they go, oh, I don't want to do this. You mm-hmm. know, that, that's just to, to, to vent. Um, but like I said, uh, to be very uh, efficient on it, it, it takes both sides. Okay. So, so we try to do the b- best to make, you know, them comfortable mm-hmm. um, and, <clears throat> yeah, find that balance. Yeah. So in the beginning, the national team, how many riders, how many boys, how many girls? At the very uh, beginning, um, there's a lot of kids because there was just, uh, you just had to filter a lot out. Uh, there's a lot of kids. So a couple hundred, I would wow. say. Wow. Yeah, a couple hundred. It, it, it's in Nanjing. Uh, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's pretty massive. <clears throat> to, to give you an idea of what 
500 is. Okay. Because we hear a number, it's like 200, you know, mm-hmm. 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, to actually put that into uh, a time sequence where somebody can understand how long it actually takes to manage 500 mm-hmm. kids. So there's a building. This was the snowboarding team. That's the biggest one. Skateboarding about 200. So give you an idea. So it's on the maybe 10th floor or the 11th floor or whatever. So it's a tall building. So for 500 kids, each elevator fits what? 12 people okay. max. Yeah. You know, so elevator goes up and down 50 times and then you have staff. So it would essentially take almost an hour for all the kids just to, just to, get, <laughs> just to get from their room to the cafeteria. That's 500 kids. Uh, so in, in, insane. Uh, but 200 kids, I think, was about um, the, and that, that fluctuated. So, you know, more sometimes, less sometimes, uh, depending on the amount of people that would come in. So for newbies, obviously, they would come in uh, as maybe a group of 20 to 30 sometimes, sometimes a little less, depending. Um, and then there's obviously special case by case. Mm-hmm where there's like an athlete and they want to come over and try and they're already kind of like a good athlete in their, their field. So, uh, it just depends. Uh, but again, uh, the program itself was pretty big at the beginning and then you kind of filter people out. Like I said, people that want to be there, people that, uh, are maybe not good enough or what didn't quite fit boys, girls was pretty average at the beginning. Uh, so there's obviously four disciplines or sorry, two disciplines and then two genders. So, a bull and street and guys and girls. So 50 each. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 50, 50. Yeah. 50, 50. Mm-hmm. So how about the coach? Where are the coach from? Yeah. The coaches, most of the coaches were, uh, from the States and they're very well respected in their field. Okay. I, I heard of one from England, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Dan, Dan. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, uh, I don't know actually where he's from because he's been all over. But yeah, originally I think mm-hmm. he's from there. Um, so yeah, he's he's a very good coach, uh, very professional, and you know he he jumps downstairs with with everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty tough to find a coach. I think is that your job to help them find a, the right coach from uh, overseas? Yeah, sure. That was that was part of my job, uh, communicating with the coaches, um, and then uh, obviously looking for new coaches. Uh, well, just basically not only looking for coaches, but putting the whole team together, making sure the right team is in place. Okay. How many coaches do they have? Uh, it fluctuated with the amount of stu- amount of uh, athletes or skaters. But generally speaking, uh, at least four or five oh, foreign wow. coaches. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Time. A lot from Brazil. Brazilian uh, coaches are awesome. Uh, the, the Portuguese and the, <laughs> the translation, we didn't have any translators that spoke much Portuguese. What? Yeah. So through the English, the, the Portuguese, English, and then the Chinese <laughs> English. <laughs> yeah. So you would imagine a lot got lost in translation, but skateboarding is such a universal language, um, that actually, you know, uh, it didn't get lost too much because we all speak skateboarding. I remember there is a Japanese keys, actually Japanese, Chinese keys also, work for them for a little bit right oh yeah what you're speaking of so the what is his name he is also youtube's homie okay i i i was probably doing something else around that time Mm -hmm. but i i remember uh, that i remember that part yeah he can speak chinese that's hilarious i i did not know that Mm -hmm. actually i did not know that Uh, yeah the coach from uh 
worldwide. So a few of them were not maybe official coaches. Uh, so they would come and they would skate the park and they would just skate with the athletes. So they wanted to come uh, and skate the park and train with us. So they, it wasn't like they were coaching. They just skated every day. Okay. With, you know, so they were training, they were skating with, so it, it keeps the vibe good. So like I said, it was, it was pretty loose. It wasn't, um, you know, so hardcore that people think it's so mysterious. Uh, a lot of the pro skaters would come and they would go, Hey, can we, you know, can we skate with the team or can we train there with you? Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, so the, I mean, it's not completely open. Uh, there's obviously rules to follow such as social media rules and things like that. But, uh, and it's case by case, but absolutely. If there's any pros out there, they can hit them up and go, Hey, can I come and train, you know, with the team and skate with the team? Yeah, that's cool. That's exactly my next question. You know, now we have riders. Now we have coach. How they train? Like, uh, looks like Woodward, or uh, what is their daily routine like? For the new kids, for the beginners, there's obviously more structured program. Um, learning how to skate. Uh, I won't go too much into details into it, but basically from pushing, you know, mini ramps, smaller stuff. Uh, and then once you kind of you do, because we do another set of filtering. So they would come in and maybe two, three months and we go, okay, you know, do they want to stay? Do we want to keep them? Do internal we, contest. Uh, well, I mean, there's some internal contest okay. to gauge. Sure. <clears throat> uh, but basically the main goal isn't to say, Oh, how, how good they're getting. Are they doing five forties, you know, in, in whatever, but basically it's their rate of progression. Uh. So if they're progressing at a, you know, cause we do have a good, what the progression rate should be mm-hmm. to, to kind of be at that level. Mm-hmm. So, when you have that, you realize you go, okay, this is this kid progressing, like just basic skills, right? So you can kind of see that real quick. Like, are they basically athletically inclined? Mm. You know, are the, how's their reaction time? How's their balance? You mm-hmm. know, things like that. How do they feel on a board? And right off the bat, you, you when you have a bigger pool of kids doing this, I, I mean, I don't know about other countries, but you know, like I said, this pool's pretty big. You can actually see. Um, you know, when you compare it, the, the progression rate, and you go, wow, this is this kid's really natural. You, mm. know, you just see it right off the bat. And some of them, like I said, don't have never even stepped on a skateboard ever before. Mm-hmm. And they get on the first day, and they're just like, it's just totally natural to them. Born to skate? Yeah, born to skate. They don't have that fear. They just go, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so medium, medium, and then maybe the higher level <clears throat> uh, will have a bit of a different course so their program would be more tailored to them so they would have their their coach and they would work with them on their program so whatever they need so whether that would be for like a like a contest they go hey i really need to improve on you know this trick if they're getting ready for a contest or if they're like hey we don't have any contests coming up so we're working on new tricks so it's it's tailored differently okay they'll they'll work on it differently as well and then you have your rest of the training um which is obviously like you know uh, endurance or you know core strength and things like that which which is pretty funny because i was telling mickey papa uh i know him i knew him from dc when i worked there and we saw each other again at a at a different contest and so we, we were talking he's he's on team canada he's like hey you know who who's all these people you know asking these questions and I go, okay, well, that's the translator. That's the, you know, the, the, the nutritionist. That's the team doctor. He's like, you guys have, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Who, what else do you guys have? 
oh we have a chef you know <laughs> we have a nutritionist you know we we have a massage a physical a pt that's all paid by my tax <laughs> you don't pay taxes <laughs> and, and he, he's like what and this is this is crazy he's like can i do you guys need coaches i, I want to come i want to be a coach and so we're like yeah come on over uh, obviously he was joking but um yeah, I heard the coach got a well paid, right? Yeah, coaches are well compensated for, and they have all the uh, all access to all the equipment, things like that. Uh, and that's one of the things the the program is actually very well run. All the equipment's very proper. Uh, the, the the power plates. I didn't. I, I was like, oh, it's a, you know, it's it's like a jogging machine. How much could it cost? It's not a jogging machine. It's like a massage machine. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how much can it cost? And it's like twenty thousand dollars each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and so it just shocking. Um, the 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 resources are are very um, very adequate. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the equipment, the the people behind it, um, the 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 rules for those. I don't want to say string, stringent, but it's um it's it's looked at it for very closely. So the the nutrition, the main, uh, the protein. Um, when we were touring in San Diego and training there, everything's bought from Whole Foods, organic, you know, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, and it's all seafood and, you know, chicken. Uh, I don't, I don't even think chicken was. Everything for the gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's, it's nice to have the team well taken care of. And that's part, yeah. of, part of what I was saying. The, the program itself is obviously it's tailored to win, you know, medals, but it's good to know that the athletes are obviously well taken care of and the program is, you know, um, adjusted and funded mm. towards that. And it's not like, oh, well, the money's being spent elsewhere. You know, it's definitely going to the riders. How much the coach got, got paid? I have no, no comment. Idea. No comment. I have, I have no idea. Oh. Leading the fifth. You guys can ask Danny, send him a, a message on Instagram. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. If you are interested, I definitely recommend that you can contact the company, Crown Board, and I'm sure you will negotiate a fair price. <laughs> okay, so that's how they train every day. Now let's talk about the star skaters in the team. Zoe. Okay, yeah. All she's, right. She's definitely the breakthrough. Yeah. Breakthrough. Just exactly the same as other sports in China. Female. Better than male. <laughs> I, I will just go out on a limb here and say, generally speaking, females, the gender is better than males. <laughs> okay, so where is Zoe from? And uh, does she, the one born to skate, has that natural feeling? And, uh, you know, she, Zoe is from Guangzhou. Okay. And she, uh, she came into the program not, she wasn't very beginning like initially so she was second part of it i, I want to say she came into the program actually really average mm. uh nothing was really spectacular nothing really stood out right at the beginning she progressed about average along with everybody else uh balance and everything <clears throat> she had a lot of determination mm. uh and i think that was one thing that she was she was. Uh, she showed. She was. She was pretty quiet. I think she was very shy, and she came into the program pretty, pretty young. Uh, she was pretty shy, but she had a lot of will. Uh, so they would have afternoon breaks or breaks whenever, and most of the kids would 
you know, take it easy, of course. She would she would continue to, to skate and practice. Not not all the time, not every time, but I think she really, she liked it. And uh, she was one of the, the kids that say, I really want to challenge myself. Like, how do I conquer this? She just had that natural drive. Once she got the basics, I think she, or the fundamentals, she really has good muscle memory and she remembered all those tricks so she could, uh, she had a really consistent um, you know, uh, where she would land tricks. So I think that was one of the, um, main things that she knew she had and that we saw as well. Mm-hmm. So she would learn a kickflip and, you know, some days you feel it, some days you don't or whatever. And she, but she just, when she got it, she would just have them on lock. Okay. So I think that was one of the really keen things about her, you know, that, that made her stand out later on. Okay. How many hours she trained per day average? Uh, again, that, that would fluctuate, you know, if we were traveling, if we we're training, mm. it would depend. But gen- generally speaking, they would, the teams would train for about eight hours. Okay. I mean, not, not directly. You'd mm. have your warm ups. Mm. you know, it's not like just eight hours of doing skateboarding tricks. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's impossible. So they would, uh, have, you know, like I said, stretching, all that part of it is, uh, is, is part of the training. Okay. So she got, a uh, six on Tokyo Olympic. Yeah. She went to US ski the Tampa EM. She ski the Street League. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She went to Brazil ski the uh some other contest. Yeah, STU, she so she was in uh also Rome skateboarding uh, championships. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of huge huge events. <clears throat> and X-Games. also the events uh during U.S. Open, there is a showdown. She also skied there. I even saw her photo on Vance press release. You know, <laughs> yeah, she suddenly became the face of China skateboarding. Yeah, well deserved. She put in a lot of hard work. Uh, she's she's a great person. She's she's funny. Um, she's you know she's on if you she's a normal girl, a teenage girl, mm-hmm. uh, and she enjoys a lot of the same things. Um, she's pretty soft-spoken, so I'm glad that she is the face of skateboarding, to, to be completely honest, because she's she's got a lot of character, and she, you know, she has, I think she wants to, to, to tell that story, but she's a little bit shy, so skateboarding, she can kind of have her own style, and people are interested in what she's doing, so it's a good opportunity for her to, to showcase that. I like that point, the character is so important. Like Yao Ming, right? Yeah. There, there's Yi Jianlian and some others. China basketball player used to play in the NBA, but why Yao Ming is so special? Yao Ming has character. Absolutely. He can speak, you know? He knows how to deal with the interview, you know? Li Na, the tennis player, mm. also a female tennis player, right? She has her character. So that is very important. Maybe we can talk about that later to compare with a street skater and the national team skater about the character now we talked about uh, the skater the coach how they training talk about skate park i heard crown board spent tons of money to build parks in nanjing for training uh so nanjing the city is a hub for roller sports. Mm. So that's something that they have already dedicated to. So for example, they have a museum of roller sports um, and its history and its progression. Uh, and it's 
progression into the Olympics. Mm. Um, and the Crown Board has a huge indoor park, then an outdoor big bowl or something. Yeah, how many parks do they have? Well, there's a lot. There's one from 2012, which was the Youth Olympics. Mm. Uh, that was when Chris Cole and all everybody oh, came. Oh, I remember. There. There's yeah. a huge half pipe. Right, 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 okay. right. Yeah, so there, there was that. There's a street course, and they held the 2000. 16 or 17 mm. uh, world roller sports so that was the big half pipe so they always want that facility they, they want to be uh, the hub yeah there's a lot of parks there's that one there's the one that's indoor that we held the iso at the international skateboarding open which is on the fourth floor of a uh, sports park wow it, that one was crazy because uh, so many concrete so heavy ex holy exactly it was bull and a street uh not only that it's it's tall it's so tall that the pump can't pump the concrete up because it's on the fourth floor and you know it's, it's the commercial floors are super tall super tall ceilings uh so they carry the concrete um via elevator and the elevator broke so it's summertime Whoa. in nanjing <laughs> so you could imagine it's like you know a hundred and so people are uh some of the laborers were we're carrying bags of concrete only um, in China. I, I would assume a lot of places, but that's dedication. I look at that as dedication to getting, getting it done and okay. on time. So absolutely. So all, all hands on deck, uh, and getting it done. So the, the skaters here in China, um, and the national team, again, like I said, the resources are unthinkable, unfathomable for, for, you know, some of the other, other skaters. And that's why the program is actually, you know, well-designed and well-implemented. Uh, but again, yeah, that probably, um, you know, uh, and it says a lot about the program. Does California Skate Park to build the park or they build by themselves? CA's role, there's obviously different projects, but whatever, I don't know all of it, but on these projects, a, a lot of them will, I'm sorry, not a lot of them, all of them, they have workers that will come over. Um, they do uh, consulting, problem solving. So they work with the local team mm -hmm. to make sure that it's up to up to standard and up to quality. Uh, so that's, that's not an issue. Mm -hmm. They're involved in the design. Uh, they're involved in, like I said, the, the hands-on work. Even during COVID, uh, their their workers, the special guys, were able to come over and uh, help do the park. So, okay. like I said, the dedication is incredible. All those parks not open to public, training only. Currently, uh, <laughs> well, they, yeah, they are. They 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 will be, uh -huh. and uh, with. The Nanji one, the one in Li Sui, uh, and the fourth one, Longjiang, mm. uh, those are all open to the public now. Okay. Uh, yeah. But slowly. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, to be completely fair, the one in Li Sui is not completely finished yet. Mm. So parts of it is still a construction site. There's mm -hmm. there's other stuff going on around it. So and that's a lot of the public misconceptions. Like, well, they you know they only let um, team training, which to to be completely fair. If I go down to, you know, a baseball field in America where the pros play and the pros train, I can't just walk in there. It's it's completely fenced off. But it's a little bit different because for the pro team, MLB team, the training court not built by uh, text. Oh, that's where you're wrong. You should look at that. <laughs> it's absolutely paid for by tax dollars. Mm -hmm. That's completely true. Where, where's your chat GPT? Okay, <laughs> let's check it out. Okay, so... 
after that, I think there is a one more thing we need to mention is a national game. People know the Olympic worldwide, but in China it's different. And national games is even maybe sometimes is more important more important than Olympic, right? Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, I I believe so because I have um, heard that, and I think it's true because you have. If you win a gold medal for the Olympics, you win for the country. And that's obviously the the ultimate goal. However, if you if you get more local representation, uh, more national coverage, if you you know you're from like a province and you win, so there's obviously a lot more hometown. You know, mm-hmm. For country, you know that's fine. But think about it: if you have that local support, so mm-hmm. yeah, ab- absolutely. So the national team is again, like I said, most most provinces they can if there's they have one skater or they have a skater that's uh in the national team and they can train for you know they're training to be part of the national mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. but every province has their own team not not every not most every. of them uh if yeah if they choose to if they choose to and they have the resources to mm. the the first uh national games the one in Tianjin I I actually I joined that one I skated in that one. You skated in yeah. that one? What? I got 10th. Okay. <laughs> at the age of 36 or something, whatever, okay. 35 maybe. Okay. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, they will represent, I actually, I represented America. <laughs> so, what? So the, the national games is, they're open to, um, uh, I think, Hong Kong or uh, Chinese descent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, the last one was which year is it? Two thousand one twenty first. Yeah, right in Xi'an. Yeah, that one. Yeah, because they it's every four years as well. Uh huh. The the male uh ski street skate champion is uh uh Gao Junxiang. Yeah, the second is uh PJ, uh, and the third is uh CK. Right, the fourth is Xiao Xiaohu. I, I I think so. You, yeah, you something like that. that. And uh, all of them from street street skater. And uh, so th- this is what I want to talk about. So now national team has the training system, the uh, perfect facility, skate park. You know, has like a team doctor, the chef, everything. Why they don't have a skater can be the street skater yet? Mm-hmm. I, I I see your question. I. Uh, from from my belief, <clears throat> it's not that they can't. So I believe the the program absolutely has the resources to to train that. Now, why there is why there hasn't been one? Well, the program itself is about four and a half five years right now. Given more time, I think absolutely. And it's not like it's it's two teams. I don't want to I don't want to put it that way. Um, so PJ and them, they do travel with the team and they can absolutely come train with the team, uh, you know, at any time, but obviously they feel like their program is better or they have some commercial obligations to their sponsorships. Um, and that, that's completely fine too. So they're doing their thing. Uh, I think it's at the rate right now. So you have a growth rate of the national team riders and you have already established. So the street skaters, they have, you know, 10, 12 years of experience. Um, even at best, some of the streets, or some, some of the national team riders are at four or five years. So, of course, you know, uh, 2021 was three years ago. We know that's 
you know, so at that point they were skating for maybe what, two, three years, you know? Uh, so maybe year one, they're still just developing their, their, their basic skills. Uh, the growth rate is, is, is strong. So I'll, I'll put it completely, I'll look at it backwards. Uh, there was not many bowls in China or half pipes, Mm. uh, pre 2017, maybe a few, you know, SMP, uh, and maybe Beijing. Um, so not a lot of people skated those. So you have that. And then obviously you don't have a lot of natural skaters, maybe some kids that would, you know, do some mini ramp stuff, but that, why that shot up, you have, uh, Asta, right. Zhangxing. I think it's just, facilities are really important yep. and then um so we will have to see and there are a lot of kids that are coming up in that program i'm, I'm sure we'll hear about them fairly soon okay very soon when will china got our first uh, olympic medal gold medal uh, you know i thought it was going to be tokyo <laughs> 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 i really did if zoe actually if she did land that kickflip back five zero because her kickflip back 50 was so close and and she was only i think like half a point or maybe one point away um if she did land that uh kickflip back five zero, it would have i think put her on the podium top three mm. because you know it, the difference between a kickflip back 50 and a kickflip back five zero is more than one point in my mm. opinion so if she landed that i think you know the judges would have put her there maybe not first but not gold but but next year will zoe go to paris again well that that depends on performance and you know her 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 body and obviously the competition competitions i mean everybody's getting so good and progressing so fast so i think that's one of the things about you know the china program china program maybe for you know saw that earlier they were like hey this is uh something that we're going to do committed to and some of the other, I, I don't know about some of the other countries. However, maybe now they're seeing, you know, the effects of like, oh, this is, you know, this is, we really have a chance at this. Um, and they go, okay, we want to, you know, we want to start building. So if they start building these facilities, it's going to take more time to catch mm. up. I, I think that's. Yeah. So are there Zoe number two in the pipeline already? I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> because yeah. you quit the job, right? Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I accomplished what I set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Uh, and which was, you know, uh, my dad was like, oh, when I, when I was skating, when I was skating, you know, 12, my dad was like, skateboard is never going to be in the Olympics. That's, that's what you should be aiming for. You know, <laughs> I was like, why isn't going to, why is it not going to be in the Olympics? And he says, well, look, you know, you're jumping downstairs. It's there's, there's, it's not objective, you know, ob- objective fied, if you will. There's no standard, right? Like basketball is how much PSI, how big's the ball, how big's the hoop and how, you know, uh, how big is the court skateboarding was just too abstract, for him. So one of my personal goals was like, all right, skateboarding in the Olympics, prove my dad wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be part of that. Um, And fortunately I got the opportunity to do it. So I think a little bit out of spite. And I think that's kind of skateboarding was always what it's about. Right. That you're like, I, I'm going to, why, why don't I do this? Well, because he said, I can't, Oh, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Mm. So that, that was actually pretty fun. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in the end, let's back to the tractor. In U.S., skater is skater, as you said. Uh, usually they train by themselves, you know. Maybe before the some big contest, they 
come together, uh, train a little bit. But you know, it's skater is skater. But in China, it's very obviously there's two kind of skater. One is more like a system training skater. Another is more like a street skater. So what do you think about their different and? Uh, you know, Zoe is a very special. Zoe got a fix in, in Tokyo. And now she got some, um, uh, how to say, 商业机会, business opportunity. Yeah, she's sponsored by Red, Red Bull. Bull. Yeah. yeah, and sponsored by a local shoe company. Mm-hmm. But I heard it canceled. Yeah, already. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for other national team skaters, looks like they don't have that that many business opportunity. Well, I think Zoe is, so we're talking about like, um, character, right. Mm. And, uh, uh, the commercial value, if you will, of, of a skater. I mean, the commercial value doesn't necessarily lie in how many, uh, gold medals you win. Obviously there's, there is some in that, uh, a lot in that, but not only that, that's, you know, you're, you're, like you said, if you can deal with, uh, interviews and you can represent yourself or represent the country really well. And people just basically in general, be a nice person. People like mm-hmm. you right? and having character and being interesting. <clears throat> so that's a big part of it. And, and I think a big part of skateboarding. So obviously Red Bull for Red Bull or for any other sponsor she has, they go, Hey, she represents um, our brand really well. So I think the more exposure, some of the other Chinese national team riders get and the brand see that they can pick, they go, okay, well I'd like, this person to represent our brand. I think that's fair to say. So the opportunity might not be uh, as clear right now, um, but they, I think they will be, at, like I said, if they win more, uh, and that's one of the first exposures that they'll get is winning a contest. And then, you know, people are interested in them and they will, you know, interview them or whatever. So yeah, I think that happens. It also heavily depends on the education which is very important. Well, you could just get yourself a good agent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all joking aside, um, yeah, the they they have to know what to look out for. That 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 speaks across, I think, across the board for all sports, mm. because so much time is invested, you know, in into the training, into the mm. sports uh, for football, NBA, whatever. So uh, they have to obviously look out, and if they have good family, you know, to help, or you know, good agent that looks out for them or good companies, good sponsorships. That's, mm. you know, that's, I think that's part of really important what a sponsorship is too. It's not only just to cut you a check to go, Hey, this, so if you have a really good team manager, they will, you know, help guide you. Uh, and I know like the border, they help athletes with some of their winnings and how to, you know, not just splurge it all away. So yeah. they, they do a great job with that as well. Yeah. 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 yeah the street skater on the street during the tour, during the skating, you know, maybe they can learn something like a photography, filming, or some other job they can do, you know. For the case, as you mentioned, like a 200, 500 case, how about the, the rest of them? <laughs> Did they, like, uh, get some other educate or uh, skills? Generally, when we uh, select them, they're not, they're not from, they're from, like, a sports school. Oh. So, so uh, they will, that's something they're, them and their family discuss okay. to go. So they, they still get an education, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. It's not complete, like, oh, eight hours a day training, no no school. For some of the younger kids, they, they definitely, they go to school and all okay. that. Uh, for the, you know, like, just like the States, they have homeschool. 
Um, so I think most or a lot of pro skaters do take that route. Uh, but for, um, <clears throat> for, uh, the skaters, like you mentioned, they will generally go back to the sport that they came from. Mm. So it's, it's basically like, um, I, I would compare it to, uh, a little bit like homeschool or a little bit like private. I forgot what it was called, but at my school, uh, San Diego Academy, you would, we had that program. Where if you were like, oh, I want to be a pro surfer, I want to be a pro skater, it, it was, you just had to f- basically do your homework and turn it in. Everybody thinks, oh, well, they're, you know, a lot of these skaters only know how to do tricks. Like if they come out of the the program, let's say the, the skate program, that's not true. They, they have a lot of character. These kids have a lot of experiences different than ours, but uh, they still deal with a lot of the same social, you know, issues, or, you know, bullying, whatever, right? <clears throat> as people in society, as the skaters in society have to deal with too. Uh, I mean, they're not getting kicked out of spots, you know, because they want them to be there. They still do a lot of the same things. And I think like Yao Ming, he is cherished and beloved because nobody thought he was, you know, they're like, oh, he's just a robot, a basketball robot. He's not. I saw, I watched this documentary. He's, you know, he he's talking about like, going to eat snake he's in he's in america he's in a van he's like let's go eat some snake and they're speaking he's speaking chinese with his tr- uh, translator and there's a, another houston uh, rockets basketball player in the front seat and he's like what did you guys say he's like no we're gonna go get some chinese food um you know so he he plays jokes you know there's a, there's a lot of character uh in what he does and also like i, I remember Shaq having a quote they've met for you know like three years and Shaq finally spoke English to him, and and Yao Ming replied. And, Yao, uh, and Shaq was like, "What? You, you speak English?" <laughs> Yao Ming's like, "Yeah, you've never spoken to me before, <laughs> you know." And so I think that's hilarious. Mm. So a lot of these Zoe included, they have a lot of character, and I think we'll see, we'll start to see more and more of that. And I hope this clears up some of the the mystery surrounding uh, this topic because it's not actually that mysterious. If you've if you if we don't know about it, we assume a lot of things, right? Like how these kids get so good so fast or, you know, I heard this and this and this. Um, but to, to see it step by step, it, it's a very well-run program and it, it's a program that makes sense. You know, the, the reason why these kids are progressing so fast, uh, I think it's, there's a lot of factors in it. But mainly it's because they want to be there. The program supports it. And, and yeah, at the end of the day, yes, they want the gold medal. You know, mm. that's, that's what the program is designed for. But like all Olympic programs, you know, that's the purpose of it. If you have, you know, a sports team, they're like, well, obviously, you know, we want to win in different sports. They go, okay, well, we want to win, but we also, you know, we, we want to make money is because we want to sell tickets or, you know, we can do the kiss cam or, you know, something that's more um, interesting. This, the commercial, I would say would be, um, equal of winning a gold. So there are definitely um, views on that. Yeah, Danny is a huge promoter for China national teams. This episode is uh, the bright, sunny side of China skateboarding. Yeah, every country has their problem, like Japan, right? Japan got a Japan. Olympic gold medal. But the public didn't accept skateboarding at all, you know. I talked with Japanese skater, they said, 
street spot, you ha- you only have three time try. You know, the cops, the even the normal people on the street, you know, don't like skateboarding at all. You know, U.S. has their problem, like the news we read、uh, a couple of days before, right? China, we have our own problem. I would say we're not getting the gold medal fast enough. That's the problem. Okay, let's see what's going on in Paris. Maybe we have、uh, skateboarding Yao Ming. Every problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the problems are subjective.、Uh, so obviously, you have、um, what we perceived as problems. Like I said, a lot of the a lot of the foundation or the the, the resources that are poured in. Um, those are those are things that I look at. They go, okay, well, it completes a a, a, a great program. But <clears throat> however, some people look at that as, well, that's you know, that may be a little bit boring because that's the way you know it's done. It's too, it's not risky enough, right? Or it's it's not fun enough. Well, for for training, it's is it supposed to be fun? Of course, we're supposed to enjoy skateboarding, and that's historically how it, it's been, right? Uh, but if you involve money, everybody gets more competitive.、Mm-hmm. That, that's always how it is. If、yep. you look at you know vert contests back in the day, or as more more and more bigger sponsorships come in, true, there's more money involved. So people will get more competitive naturally.、Mm-hmm. I remember one of the Reynolds、uh, podcasts. I th- I believe it was on Nine Club. They're like, hey, what's the most money you've ever made on a contest, right?、Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he looks up and he goes, oh. I can almost win this, and he sees I forget whose board coming towards him, and he's like, I can put my foot down, and help this board, you know, stop his board. And he would have enough time for last trick, or you know, he's like, it's like a hundred grand. He's like,、eh. and the board, you know, rolls by him. So of course, and that's that's not a bad thing, you know. Yeah. Would he do, would he have done that for you, right? So it, it absolutely gets more competitive. So it's not necessarily that the. Culture of skateboarding is changing. That's skateboarding's just developed a new culture. It be,、mm-hmm. it's the competitive side. It's skateboarding two point oh. Well, not necessarily one point oh. Still there, right? You you have people that go out and enjoy it for what it is. That's totally fine. You know, people that are older, people you know, young kids, they don't want to be pros. Yeah. But at that level, it's dog eat dog. You know, so it's it's it has to be. Mm. That's why it's competitive. There can only be one at the top. So the nature of that, if you put skateboarding in that setting, you put any sport or anything in that setting, chess. That's just what it becomes. You know, I, I remember there was a, a, a somebody. There was an article, and the the guy was using、um, performance enhancing drugs <laughs> to to play chess. So he could stay up longer, you know, to have that endurance. We wouldn't think that, but that—that's just how competitive the competitive nature of what's、well, competition. I believe so. That's what we're talking about. Is is the program designed for kids to enjoy the skateboarding or to perform at you know a, a rate that、uh, they have to accomplish a goal? Well, I I believe both.、Mm. Um, it's not just designed to have two hundred kids go after you know six gold med- or four gold medals.、Mm. I believe. You have what's creating for skateboarding, and this is throughout the world. You develop a lot more people that, first of all, know skateboarding, understand skateboarding, understand the hardships of skateboarding,、uh, and then they go out to become coaches, or they can go become commentators or influencers, and whatever really else they decide to do. So it creates more of a talent pool for skateboarding. Okay, I think that's、uh, all about、uh, China national teams. This topic. 
I think we need to, yeah, I think we need to do two episodes. <laughs> so what are we going to talk next episode? Part two. How about a China skate park business or training? Yeah, so many th- stuff we can talk about. Yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, you know, if uh, if you want to know more, drop drop your questions and comments. Where? Okay. Please subscribe for our podcast. You can search five more minutes. Five M-O-R-E-M-I-N-S. Yeah, the shortcut. Five more minutes on all the whatever podcast app you are using. Um, but uh, how to leave a comment, that's a problem. And uh, because, you know, Apple Podcasts, the Spotify, you cannot leave a comment there. Mm. Send your email to kihuclub at qq.com. I will forward to them. Okay, <laughs> everything. Uh, if you want to know some more detail about, uh, yeah, if you have any question, send an email to k-i-c-k-e-r-c-l-u-b, kihuclub at qq.com. All right. That's it. This is Andrew. This is Danny. We are talking about a China skateboarding in English. Five more minutes. 五分钟 Peace